What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. drive for Uber and Lyft, but this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, geez, is that my mic? I, yikes. Um, <laughs> um What's up, Lisa? What's up, Thomas? What's up, Holly? You changed your name a little bit. Okay. Uh, AKA Holly Camp. Okay. Um, what's up, Bud Soda? What's up, uh, Tommy? What's up, Mac? What's up, uh, Nico? Or is it Nico? I'm not, I think it's Nico, right? What's up, Jerry? Uh, I'm getting a weird feedback. Is anybody else getting that? Yeah, I'm getting it too. But I'm not. It, I'm yeah, not at first I thought it was because I had my fan going, but then I muted my mic, and I'm I'm still getting it. Can I wonder we? if it's I wonder if it's me. <laughs> no, Are it's you seeing me again, Gary? Come on. Maybe <laughs> every, every week. Wait, I think it's going down a bit. If not gone. Yeah, it's gone. Well, if not, it's much better. So yeah. Um, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks for joining us again on a Thursday night. Um, we're going to get into a couple of uh, bigger topics here, but I'm going to start off with an uh, Instacart uh, situation here because I think it ties into the bigger conversation for tonight. Well, thanks for applauding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about this Instacart IPO because uh, we haven't seen an, um, any of the gig apps either time their IPO correctly, do their IPO correctly, have their IPO priced correctly, or succeed from doing an IPO. None of those have happened to any gig economy company that said, let's go let's go public. And now Instacart is going to go IPO. Um, and they have, they're, they're, they did something that none of the other gig companies have done. They they actually reduced their company value by 40% on their own before being looked at by, I'm assuming that they're going, going to go on the Dow, not the NASDAQ. But I guess I don't know that for certain either. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm just kind of curious, uh, Gary, I think that before we started, you, you definitely had some thoughts on this. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to hear them. I'd like to hear why. I mean, like, I know we were all joking about why even go and why even go public at this point? I mean, the way the market is, the way the world is everything. And then the height of their success was the pandemic, right? Well, now the pandemic's going away. So when is the best time to go public if you're ever going to go public? Well, it's, you know, where you're still at the top. Because if you're starting a downtrend and say they wait till end of this year or first of next year to do it, well, there's no pandemic. So their value is probably going to keep dropping. You know, we've seen them go from 39, what, what, 39 billion down to 24 billion. Yeah. You know, yeah. And if you wait till, say, if you wait till March next year, I, I would bet it's probably going to be lower than that as well. I think it'll be lower than twenty-four billion, because I mean, I mean, even though it's a popular service, there's a lot of shopping services. I mean, you got you know Walmart, Spark, you know they do Walmart and Sam's. Uh, you got Amazon, they do Whole Foods and a couple other ones, and you know Instacart's not the only one out there like they used to be, you know, because when these apps hit. You know, like Uber, of course, was the very first. Then Lyft followed up, and then a whole bunch of mini ones. And then, you know, DoorDash hit. Well, we already had Uber Eats at that time, but DoorDash hit. Now we got, you know, a bunch of different ones. We got Grubhub and all them. Um, Instacart, I believe Instacart was one of the very first actual shopping apps, or at least that I remember. I don't know if anybody else remembers one before Instacart. But that was the very first one I ever did. And the only reason why I remember them is because they were paying huge bonuses at the time when they first released. Right. You know, and so the longer stuff goes on, the more money they're going to lose. So to go public, you know, now they're opening up to different investors, you know, such as the public so they can raise more capital. And what I think they'll probably do with this capital is they'll probably try try and buy out some of these smaller companies that are popping up because that only makes sense. Sure. Mm. Well, one of the one of the things that I wanted to the video I was going to play was specifically oddly stating GoPuff, which I I really haven't given a ton of credit to, but they were like they're already a nail in their side. Um, they're already like hurting their business model. And I was thinking, gosh, well, so is Spark, so is Shipped. I mean, there's a lot of them hurting them now. And it's like, and Instacart's not known for being a, like, hey, you guys take care of everybody. (laughs) You take care of your drivers, you take care of your customers, you're a good company. Like, nobody really says that about Instacart. Not anymore. When they first released, they were great. You know, like I said, when they first came out, I remember them. Um, you know, they, they had the exact same models Uber. They would send it to each individual driver. You get 45 seconds to decide the pay was great. Uh, I mean, I, I think I would do like three runs an hour and make over $50 an hour. And it's not like I was shopping, you know, lots of items. And back then it was only homelands for me in my state. The only thing we had was homeland stores. That's it. (laughs) You guys, I forgot that I didn't even do an intro tonight i am so sorry um so <laughs> obviously sorry guys uh we got gary here from uh, middleton tech we got kim from kim's side money plans we got hannibal from hannibal is hungry 
And we got Delivering with Ellen sitting in with us tonight as well, too. So um, thank you guys for coming on. Sorry I didn't hit on that. Uh, I had it right here in my notes, too. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I guess my brain's all over the place. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I question why even go IPO then? You know, what's the point at this point? Well, if you want to buy out other companies, right? you need extra capital. Because you're not going to buy a Walmart. You're not going to buy well, a Target. Well, yeah, you're not going to buy a Walmart. You're not going to buy a Target. You're not going to buy a Shipt. You're not going to buy an Amazon. So you have to go for them smaller companies, which, I mean, we say smaller, but I bet you you go puff. I, what are they? Probably valued at 7 to $10 billion, I would I would think. I don't know. I know that they're not open to anything with Instacart, though. They're kind of like liking their model. They're still in that early stage well they're more of a um who can i compare them to corner shop maybe this corner shop's like a 7-eleven right anybody well, do corner shop um no. corner, shop. corner shop can be full shopping yeah it's full shopping you go like grocery stores same thing as instacart i feel yeah. like in my at least in my market as a customer corner shop is cheaper than instacart but I think because the grocery stores that they are used, it's like really neighborhood grocery stores. And I think that sometimes the prices are a little cheaper, but it's, it's, it's grocery stores though. All right. Well, GoPuff, the only thing I know about GoPuff, and I, I did them, I, I did like four shifts for them. And I was like, hell no, this is not a W-2. Or this is a W-2. This is not a 1099. They treat you like a W-2. Yeah, that, yeah you, you can't turn anything down. You can't pick and choose which ones you're going to take. You know, you have to drive back to the warehouse. If they send you 15 miles out you for $5, you got to drive all the way back 15 miles to the warehouse. Yeah, it's definitely not. But everything I delivered to them, you would pick up or from their warehouse at the time. I don't know about now. This was, what, four or five years ago. Um, it was everything you could get out of 7-Eleven. That's the only thing that they had in their warehouse. This was college kids. It was mm-hmm. for, you know, like snacks, munchies, stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's still kind of similar, but I'm sure they probably brought it out a little bit. All right. I, now, guess, I, I guess the biggest question, though, uh, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this, right. but the, big, the biggest question I have on this is, you know, none of these other gig companies ever, when they went to IPO, Lyft, Uber, let's stick with them. They didn't say, "Hey, let's really take a look at this." Hey, reduce our reduce our price by forty percent. They waited for the SEC to do that, and what ended up happening is now look, you know, Uber's trading at what half its val- half its IPO value, and Lyft's trading at what twenty percent of its. Well, but look, look what happened to DoorDash. You know, they they came out the gate higher than anyone has ever peaked. And look at their stock price now, and their investors are pissed. Yeah, you know, because you went from, and, and that's the thing. They should have came out and be like, "Whoa, whoa, guys, we're we're not that valued." You know, I mean, that's what I'm th- saying. I'm wondering they, they should if this, have, is, a good, I, if this yeah. is a better play, like a more realistic play to downplay. It has to be. It has to be more realistic, or at least they understand that. Um, I know I, I read something maybe a day or two ago where a lot of CEOs are predicting that we're going into a recession or at least warning. Mm-hmm. So uh, things may get worse. So it may be a good idea for Instacart just to get this done before things go into a spiral and doing it six months from now, a year from now, maybe even a worse of an idea. So I think that's probably why they're even doing it right now. It's probably the, the best of, of the situation they're currently in. Um, Kim, Ellen, have, you, have either of you worked Instacart? 
Uh, no. I have not. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Good. don't, don't too, ever, don't ever do too it. many bad things with them. <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Ever, don't ever go there. Like at least try it. Hold on, Steve. They should, <laughs> guys, at least try it. It's no. different for everybody. It's not no. the same. As, you I've know, tried to get on their platform and they denied me. And after hearing stories of the problems people are having, to me, it's probably not worth it. You know, I've, I'm on shipped. But um, I don't know. I keep getting why? mixed feelings. Hmm? Did it give you a reason why? They, they said they you? weren't hiring hiring <laughs> uh, shoppers in my area. Okay. So I haven't tried in a while. but I've always had Instacart. I just have never, never used, used it. it. I just have yeah. never had. I've turned it on. I've seen the orders come in. And when you talk to me, I guess – because I come from the food delivery world, like whenever I turned it on and saw the orders and I'm like, why would I spend my time for like $10 when I can go to McDonald's and get the same order and stay in the comforts of my own car, drive up to a drive-thru and go deliver it to someone's house. <laughs> like I never understood the, I feel like there's a disconnect. And not only that, for me, like I, I, I don't know. No, it's just not, to me, it's just not me, but I don't know. I just feel like a whole bunch of new, I like anybody who's trying to do IPOs right now, or it's, it's tricky. Like if you're going to go in to this, like, I, I, I mean, I understand Hannibal, what you were saying that, you know, go in low and kind of, see, I just feel like they're like rolling the dice and say, huh, let's see what happens and maybe it'll get better, but you're taking a really big chance on your, on your shareholders that it's going to get better. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what the future predicts, but the way it's going, I don't know. Well, it, it could be, and, and this is just personal opinion here, that maybe there's some investors that are thinking about pulling out. And if they pull out now before they're public, then that that's, you know, money just vanishes. They don't get anything back from it. Yeah. At least being public, somebody else is picking up those shares. I just feel like also they're taking a chance. If you're going to go in at a 40% reduction, what happens once you go in at that 40% reduction? What happens if it keeps going down from what you actually started at? And then you're going to completely, you know, lose even more than what you're going in at. I, I don't know. That's why I think it could be like a really tricky for them. Yeah. And also, I mean, what about the, you know, look at Uber and Lyft. I mean, they had it so locked up that their investors couldn't get out. You know, right, I mean, right. before they, they, till they, they were put public in that, and they were public yeah. for six months and all. I mean, they were mm -hmm. like so locked in. I would assume Instacart's done those that same kind of thing where they've got their investors all locked up anyway. Right. But what I'm saying is like right now, right now they probably don't have anything in place that says, Hey, you can't pull out of your investment. You know, because typically if you invest in a private company, you have some kind of contract and, you know, saying, hey, I, I can pull my investment at any time, blah, 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 because you still have shares even as a private company. You know, so if they're not going public, you know, maybe one of their investors said, hey, if you guys aren't going public, I'm going to have to pull my money and put it somewhere else. Or, so or like, receive some kind of pressure from. Yeah, yeah they could have. have the big cash in the in the in the company they were like you gotta make this public or we're gonna we're gonna bounce right i mean i mean when when were they released a while right like 2015 2014 yeah i would guess 15 because i don't if they were 14 it was only in a few cities i would guess but 
2012. What's wow. up, Jason? How are you doing? Yeah, so so they've been out since 2012. That's now 10 years. If they haven't got ready for a public launch now, I I, I believe they, they probably would lose investors. I 10 mean, years I, seems to be about the marker yeah. to go public. Yeah. Seven to, like, I would what? say 7 to 10, yeah. <laughs> 7 to 10 years on, on a big company like that. You know, you're definitely going to be like, okay, yeah, let's go public. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Okay, so moving on from Instacart, but also just keeping it in the back of the mind and even what they value their own company at, DoorDash in Australia with the TWA has now gone to a union model. Did you see this? Europe, union model, and other countries headed towards union model quickly. And I guess we've kind of seen that coming, but this is very weird um, that, that Australia, I mean, I guess... Australia could have been a coin toss, but the way that their parliament, I guess it's a parliament there, government, um, the way that their parliament works, it's always kind of hard to follow those, the different groups in parliaments, but they, the union group has won that to, to make them whatever they're going to give them in type of, you know, their type of legislation that's going to give them um, kind of ABC or the ABC test type, AB5 type rules. They're going to be getting certain amounts of money and uh, they're going to be allowed to have a voice. They're going to be allowed to get some, you know, this, that, the other. And something that we don't speak about here much that I think needs to be really brought up because I talk about it on the pot, on the audio podcast a lot is that, you know, we forget that 85% of the gig workers in this country work 20 hours or less on these platforms every week. So if 85% of the of the gig workers in this country are working less than 20 hours a week on and that's not single platforms this is if I'm a gig worker and I'm on flat five platforms I'm working under 20 hours on all of those platforms doesn't the amount of platforms you're using doesn't matter it's how many hours is that employee or that gig worker putting in and if 85% are putting in less than 20 hours clearly the majority of gig workers in this country are doing this for supplemental or extra income. This because you can't work twenty, you can't work seventeen hours a week and be making a living. There's no way. No, you know, there's even if like you have, even if you're you know married and both of you are doing it and you're both doing it like that. I mean, like it's there's just no way. And so, I think for the most part, we all know that here on YouTube we see mostly people who are doing it full time. So we're getting a lot of that fifteen percent. Um, that we see and meet. I'm sure we meet some and I know some that come through and stuff, but we don't really ever, I don't think we ever think about it. Like the big chunk of majority has other work or other income coming in. And this is only supplemental. You know, but, I kind of, I kind of got into this on Tuesday with Lou and Mary, um, the, uh, the Long Island dash experience. And, you know, they both have full-time jobs during the day. And they do their they do their dashing for extra money and to be able to go out and their daughter's going to college and there's a lot of reasons why they're wanting the extra money right now but they don't count on that towards their house payment or their car payments or anything that's done through their jobs. This is their what they call their fun money and their extra reserve for 
just being able to take care of things because they're they're seeing the wave of col- of daughter or I think they have twins too that are going to college actually. <laughs> so it's uh, you know they're got they got two going at once for four years and any, any of us that are parents here that have looked into the pricing on college. Yeah, I'm already, geez, my son is eight. I'm already kind of figuring out how I'm going to afford this. <laughs> right. Well, keep them in state for one. That's what Kim and I were joking about before people got here is that you want to keep them in state. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> he wants to travel. So um, it, it doesn't surprise me though, that Australia and, you know, UK and all them are going to union stuff. Because no, I it mean, doesn't surprise I mean, me either. It's, e- it's even, more it's more the timing. It's more well, the timing that now it's all happening like a deck of cards, like a house of cards falling. No, nah, I mean, they've always been pushing for that model, though. Like, always. Ever since right. Uber was released there, they've always been pushing to, towards that model. Because, I mean, like, and we always say this, in, here in the States, to do these things, you know, some some things I can sign up and be ready to go in 10 minutes. Over there, like Australia, for example, you have to get a special permit on your license. You got to, you know, track your hours like uh, like you're a truck driver. You know, you have to use Logmate or whatever they have over there. You're only allowed to work a certain amount of hours between all the platforms, not just one, but between them all because you track it in, you know, Logmate. And that tells you, oh, you can only work 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day. Well, if you're doing Uber and delivery or whatever, then you can only work 10 hours, period. Unlike here, I can do 10 hours Uber, 10 hours Lyft, you know, all I can pretty much work 24 hours a day. Hmm. But but they've always had some type of laws for gig workers or con- contract. I'd say contract work, not even gig work, but just contract work. But it's not out of range now to say we're we're not like those countries, I know. And it takes a lot more, but it's not out of range to say that that's more than being looked at here. We've already seen California do it. And that's just prop 22 is just a waste. It's just completely ruining everything. Um, and it's supplemental pay being taken out of all the other gig workers to help supplement California. So we can't even supplement other States. Luckily this week uh, we saw Texas and Florida both pass proactive legislation to beat AB5 type legislation before it begins and say, no way. And they've said, here's what's going to happen. And they basically put out their Prop 22 before the AB5. Mm. So the chicken or the egg, this would be the the chicken. Well, see, we do it wrong here, though. That's our problem. Like, you know, and the pandemic's a, a very great point because if you if you never know if your country is going to take care of you or not the pandemic really shown because like australia for example australia said you cannot work at all but we're paying you in full to sit at home what what us what 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 do we do (laughs) he's like uh put on a mask good luck yeah (laughs) well you know (laughs) I don't think any country nailed the pandemic. Well, they didn't nail it. It's but no, they did not a like lot anybody better. got it stuck a ten or something. It was like, Woo. well, I mean, I didn't say they nailed it. I'm just saying <laughs> they did. They did a lot more than what we we did. You know, yeah. you know, as far as for their their workers and things like that. You know, they said, hey, don't worry about it. You know, essential workers right. only. Everybody else just stay home. Right. You know. Although they didn't. They still had delivery people for all these delivery apps 
handing the food to people, you were not allowed to just throw it in the dirt to the side and <laughs> like no, we no. were told to do during the whole pandemic. <laughs> throw it and run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know like, I mean, Ellen, you're, you do delivery. I mean, are you still putting it down? Or are you handing it to them? Have we have we even moved to that? Have we even started to? I know the options there, but if people, if you, if the delivery people start to get proactive, if you guys start to get proactive, if they if the like they handing the food to them, right? Well, I guess if they say hand it to me, I hand it to them. Well, well yeah. that's what he's asking. Are, yeah. are you are you seeing more hand? Oh, it to oh, now? I see. Um, that's a good question. It's. I think I'm still seeing more. Leave it at the door. See, I don't know. That that's just weird to me. Like I think that it's time that we start that even like just I know it's a stupid little thing, but it reflects the society. Like Yeah, I don't think it's about pandemic anymore. It's about anxiety, social anxiety, and not yeah. seeing people like strangers. So it's like just leave it on to look at you. <laughs> that's I feel like that's the majority. It's not I, based I on also safety. think a lot of people are ordering it uh, as they're coming home from work. So when they come home from work then they can come get it at the door. A lot of times I don't think they're even home. Sometimes from what I've seen. I say I just don't think people want to be bothered with other people. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I just that's... feel like you're gonna order and I, I just don't want to be bothered going to the like it's like another level of I hate to say the laziness mm-hmm. um with the with you know food delivery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but but then the but I mean Think of the amount of incidents that would be cut down if we were handing the food to them. There wouldn't oh, be all these complaints about, oh, he just chucked it at my house. I don't even, or I don't, my food isn't even here. Or, I oh, he didn't. I don't know. I think sometimes with hand it to me, there's no proof that you've dropped off the order. Like it happened to me um, when I first started doing this. It was a hand it to me order. It was a cheesecake and it was a stacked order. And the first one was dropped off. And the second one, was a hand it to me and, you know, had a nice little conversation, complimented her on her nails. Um, it was her and her brother, you know, and she, she said, I didn't drop it off. So sometimes with hand it to me, they can, um, they can say that you didn't give it to them. They can just straight out lie to you <laughs> or lie to the company and said it wasn't given where if it's leave it at the door, you have to take a picture. Sometimes what I've done though, is I might even, leave a note in the app if it's handed to me and I'll say, enjoy your food just so there's kind of proof. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, I mean, I guess it could happen either way. I just, as a country, I think we need to start getting, getting back to like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How <laughs> are you? <laughs> nice day we're having here. Nice weather. <laughs> right. Not just, Dude, just that leave it at the mean, door. I already told you. Don't, don't enjoy your meal. Me. You know, I, you know, just that would mean we would have to talk and actually give customer service to people, which I don't know whether we even realize that we're in a customer service industry at this point. Yeah. Well, Bud Soda is not going to hold back on his opinion. <laughs> oh, Steve. <laughs> okay. Um, he ended up with more problems with the hand it to me. Mm. You know, okay. I don't have any problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't have any problems. The tip baiting, yeah, the lying. Of, I just don't get. Oh, they just. Yeah, lucky. I yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Out of everything I do, you know, I would say maybe a point zero five or point five percent chance that I'm gonna have an issue. 
Yeah. You know, I, I mean, uh, unless we're talking about like app issues or something like that, that happens all the time. But as far as customers or something like that, very, very rarely do I have an issue. I think it's very rare that it happens, but when it happens, it gets heightened so much because it never happens. So when yes. you go through tip baiting or when you or when you go through like in Ellen's case where the customer said that they didn't get it and she had a conversation, like we're like, Are you kidding me? Like and I feel like it gets heightened because it hardly happens. So when it happens, it just stinks that it happens. I think yeah, out of like you. four thousand deliveries I've had, one time the customer lied and said they didn't get it. And I want to say maybe three on Uber Eats that um, tip aided. So not like Kim says, not a lot. But when it does happen, it's a tough one. I mean, is there is there any chance on that one? And I know it's just one. So most likely it's somebody just trying to s- scam the system. But is there any chance that you got the wrong house or that somebody stole it? It was an apartment complex maybe and the next person next door stole it or... No, I literally handed it to her. <laughs> oh, this was the one you got a complaint yes. on was a yes. hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, um, you know, I guess the other thing is if you went up to a door and you had a bunch of food in your hand and you're like here and I didn't order it and I, maybe it was my neighbor, I'd be like, thanks. thanks. <laughs> it depends on your neighborhood. If you're in the wrong neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, we'll just take the meal as if it was theirs. Right. How do, yeah. Thanks for all the food. I appreciate this. Um. But I guess that brings me back to a conversation that on Tuesday I was having again with Lou and Mary about W2 work. And then I saw Kim, you were kind of, you were talking to UDM yesterday about um, W2 work. And um, I'm just kind of wondering if people, how people, how, how people would feel about a very, even if it's a very part-time, let's call it even one day a week. Could you do one day a week if it even got you like partial or decent benefits? And it, let's say it was possible to do two days a week work from home. Would you do the W-2 and still continue this? So I'm not even saying like half and half or whatever. So even if you're full-time in the gig economy, would you take on two W-2 days? They may, Let's call them, they could be home. At, you could work them from home. And you get benefits and some kind of hourly. Is it at a point now? Because I know if I had asked this a year ago, most people would be like, nope, got to be my own boss. And I do too. I have been, I mean, for me, it doesn't work, but I have other gigs that I could be doing too outside of the app ones. So, I mean, is, is it at a point now where people... If they can, if they could come up with a part-time way for, for W-2s to have de- really good benefits... Because I, I know we're, we're the 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 workforce in this country is gone. I mean, I was talking on Mon- on Tuesday about how literally I have a Walgreens that's one of like the most uh, like one of the most trafficked Walgreens in Denver. I went there Saturday at at I think it was like five thirty p.m. and they had a handwritten note on the door saying we were low staffed. We closed. Oh, wow. Now it has a it has a twenty four hour pharmacy. It was closed. The and so there's you know there's out of the twenty Walgreens in Denver there's like four that are twenty four hour pharmacies, this is one of them. It was closed, the store was closed. I'm seeing this more and more, and I'm seeing it more and more. Like um, you know, yesterday I was at Target, and uh, there were all these shipped orders. I was there for myself, but all these shipped orders were coming through on my phone for pharmacy. 
And while I was there in the store, I just looked because I was like, why am I getting so many? The pharmacy was closed. And I was getting all these deliveries to go grab shipped orders. I think people were like freaking out, like I need to get my my medicine. I'll just do it through shipped. And shipped obviously didn't have the line of communication open with the specific store to know. And so they were like throwing all these orders out. Luckily, again, I was just there doing my own thing because normally I'd have jumped on these and I would I would have taken them. But I'm glad I didn't because I would have got there and found that the doors were locked. I, I would I would go back to I I would totally go back to W two if I ever get to the point where I'm not making what I need to do I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to support my family and to you know make the money that I need to do so whatever that is whether it's W two whether it's gig work a combination of the best of both worlds you combine them together you know everybody has their whatever they need to do to survive. If it's going back to W2, I'm going back to W2. You need to do what you need to do to, you know, get through life, get through, support your family, wherever you are in your life. Everybody's at a different point in their life, but I I have no problems doing it if I need to do it. I guess, yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you fully, Kim. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And especially I think all of us here, yep, all of us here have kids on the panel tonight. Um, so we all know that, you know, like you got to do what you got to do, but is it time to like how, you know, Kim, like how you're always saying that have all of the, have all the apps you can in your arsenal. I agree with that. Is it time to have a W2 one or two days a week in your arsenal before you're forced to go have one five, six days a week? If it works for you, then, you know, go for it. I mean, you know, I never stop anybody from doing whatever they need to do to, get through their life or get through or make whatever money they need to make, whether it includes the W-2 or it doesn't include a W-2, you know, find, and I always say this and, you know, find the right combination for you and work what works for you for right now in my life where I'm at. I don't know how I would squeeze in a W-2 just because, exactly. you know, between like my daughter going to school now and, you know, everything else I have going on in life, I don't know where I would squeeze it in. So this fits my life right now, but I'm not opposed to it if it's going to fit into my life and where I need it to fit. Well, and and so here's like an example, like Marissa knows taxes and stuff. And so she here's her saying that, you know, W-2 benefits are granted at 30 plus hours a week. Well, again, I'm going back to what if they could be granted in part at one day a week? at more at two days, more at three days? What if there was a scaling process to benefits? Um, I just think that, you know, I I wonder if like, and, and then it rolls me around to like what Pedro talked about and what Hannibal talked about, about like your mental state, you know, like would it be yeah. a little better for your mental state to have that one or two days? You know, yeah. and I've been, we've been hearing a lot of this W2 talk, but then on the flip side, you know, like last time I talked to Ellen, she was doing gig work on the side and she's a full-time parent. Um, and uh, she was doing W-2 work. And, you know, even at a time when W-2 work workers are lacking everywhere, I mean, there's still, you still can be reminded that you have a boss. I mean, clearly, um, I know that, you know, things have changed for you in that respect for the W-2 portion. And now you rely heavily on the, on the apps. So it can go both ways. I mean, we can't get too hyped about W-2 either. I'm just wondering if there's some meat in the middle because it's 
people are starting to get weird <laughs> or weirder. <laughs> I don't really know how to word it right, but they are. People are starting to get very um, worried, I think. This inflation is not slowing down. Um, rents are not going down. The, there's no housing bubble yet. You know, we're just waiting for one to... I mean, I was talking to a good friend of mine out in California. And he's like, I just hope the housing market crashes soon. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is your hope. Yeah, but that's California. It's never going to crash out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's, he's he was kind of speaking in a general sense. He's even willing to leave the state and he does very well out there. But um, him, his brother's leaving the state like this month, coming back to Colorado. And he used to live out here. And so like he's actually thinking about it. It's gotten that bad. But he's just like, I just want it nationally to just, I want the housing market to just fall apart. It's been junk. It's crap. People are buying too much stuff up and making it unrealistic for others. I guess the uh, biggest thing, you know, I was going to say, if benefits are, you know, benefits are great. I mean, who doesn't want benefits? Because that's probably one of our biggest expenses coming out of a pocket as a gig worker. But my biggest hang up, I'll be honest, is having a boss again. Like it's me too. like that's to me, like the luxury of what we do is coming and going as a flea, not having someone like over my shoulder, like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? You know, how are you leading your feet? Like the pressure of having a boss to me is worth doing what we do every single day, at least in my opinion, like. That's the that's the biggest thing and why I do gig work. Like I I control myself, not having someone else control my actions. I yeah. totally agree with uh, what Kim is saying. And um, just like full disclosure, I did work a preschool job, and actually Steve knows this, but I actually lost that uh, preschool job on Monday because I had to take time off um, to pick up my. I have an older son who has autism and I would have to pick him up from school because of behaviors and to go to that boss and tell her, cause I'm not going to ask if I can leave, but tell like, listen, I have to leave to get my son very, very anxious feeling. And if, and what can they do? They can't tell me no, but when I'm leaving my coworker with the students and they have to find somebody constant anxiety when it came to something like that. So um, I agree with Kim. You know, I don't think I want to stay in this space where I'm doing gig work full time for any for too long, maybe just through the summer till things get figured out and situated. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, you're right. You know, if I have to leave to pick up my son, I don't have to, I don't have to ask the Uber and DoorDash or Grubhub. I just go. Yeah, I just know, app I off simply log off on no. that on that app. So, but so you also you also have been able to get through all this time with doing, the same situation. Doing with uh, your son and having your job. Yeah, I mean, I just. I, I mean, it's just weird to me that during a time when they're having trouble staffing anything, that yeah, after, and I, you've been with them a while, that they're you know that they'd even go there. You know, they have their reasons and I didn't question it. I understand it. Um, I, you know, for them, they have to run a business and they have teachers that have to be reliable. I mean, if I was in their shoes and somebody had to leave on a regular basis um, for whatever the reason was, that's not a reliable employee. So I, I get their reason and, you know, behaviors with my son, he's profoundly has he's profoundly affected by his autism. Uh, 
his behaviors obviously they increased like the last like five months for whatever the reason is. So, um, so yeah. So if it means I'm these next few months, I'm, you know, hustling like, you know, Kim and doing it full time, then that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, and I'm glad yeah. it works for you. Kim. You, you want to know something strange though is, okay. I, I, I don't think I could ever go back to like a full-time W2. I just, I don't think I could handle a, a boss or not having the freedom. But one thing I do miss is actual coworkers. Uh, I, you know, cause like when you have a W2 and you go there every single day and you talk to the same people, you get to know people with gig work. Yeah. I see other gig workers, but it's like a 30 second thing. It's not like a everyday thing, you know? And so that's, that's one thing I do miss from a W2. Aren't no, you guys like Well, no, we don't get paid for this. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like there's people I text all day long, you know, and stuff like that. But it's not, it's not the same environment. It's kind of like drinking at your house on the phone with a friend versus being in their presence drinking with a friend, or you know, or you call call your husband Kim. Tell him to go outside and eat his barbecue. And you call him from the kitchen. Y'all talk on the phone and eat the barbecue and see if it's the same. <laughs> I'll sometimes try to strike up a conversation with the restaurant workers because at least when I was doing this more full time a couple of months ago, just because, you know, Gary, you're right. Sometimes it's kind of lonely. Sometimes it is. You miss that interaction. So. They're too busy to talk to me. They don't want to talk to me. Well, I, well, I mean, the thing is, like, the re- it's the gig workers against the restaurant, restaurant against the gig workers. You know, nobody knows how to talk to people nowadays. It, and it's just like <laughs> a lot of leave, leave at the door orders. That's why. Yeah. No yeah, no communication. That's the leave it at the door. You know, that's the same thing. But I mean, that's probably the only thing I really miss about a W 2 is, you know, being able to go. Hey, how'd your kids do in this soccer game this week? Or, you know, some, something like the, the personal factor, you know, it's somebody not like, Oh, you know, how many orders you've been doing lately? You know, <laughs> cause I can care less. I don't care how many orders you do. I'm just trying to make conversation cause I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. You want to, you want to, I think a good idea of looking at it, W2 work and even gig work is you don't rely on one or the other. So it's a good idea to, not just have one app, but is also look at opportunities. I think a lot of us, we like the, the gig stuff, but if you look at W2, there's probably jobs that you may are qualified for that do really well. They may accommodate you in different situations. Like, you, you, have, you know, there is a good job out there for everybody and most of them aren't that great, but it's a good idea just to even if you're not interested, just to look out and look around. And even if you have a W2, the, you know, sometimes they say the more you stayed, that's not a good idea. If you're trying to get a lot of raises, you're trying to make the money, you want to be moving ahead, like finding other jobs, even if it's the same, uh, I guess, line of work. So I, I, I am, I like, if I had to do a W-2, I would, it'd be remote work. Um, I've seen it. It's a lot of companies that were hiring for remote work. There's some that do the hybrid model where you go from the office for a, few, a day or two, then you go home and you work from home. So th- there's a lot of opportunities. Like you don't shun any of them away, regardless if it's a W two or gig work. Just use like their apps too. Like okay, let's see if this works for me. If it doesn't, you move on. You, you know you don't mm-hmm. want to stay stuck in any situation. So you don't want to say no to anything, um, and just look you know look through everything. I'll also say never close your door on anything. Like exactly. I'm still in contact with a lot of my old 
you know, district managers, regional managers, and like they still keep reaching out. I'm never going to close the door on something, even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, never going to happen ever again, but I'm not going to let them know it's never going to happen again. But like what happens if out of the blue, you get it, like you literally get an offer you really can't refuse at all. Like you never know where life is going to bring you. Keep your opportunities open. You never, you never know. I just know for me, like, you know, a week before like pan like lockdown pandemic like I had like my breaking point and I you know during it gave you me a lot of time during you know lockdown of I I feel like I did a lot of soul searching and you know a couple months later this is where I'm ending up and it's all for the better but I always said in my mind I'm like I don't I don't know whether I could you know be a boss or have a boss ever again. And that's kind of why I went in the direction that I went in. But for the right amount of money, you would. Yeah. At least, or at least you'd think, right. You know, always keep them open. You never know right. what's going to come your way. You see, I've always said that too. Uh, I always look for a job and I don't, doesn't mean I actively go put in applications, but I, I will look through and I'll see, you know, job boards, things like that. And, I'm always, even if I have a great job, you know, I'm still going to look. Why wouldn't you? I mean, unless you're just a millionaire, money's money. Shoot, or you shoot for the stars and the moons and, mm. you know, hey, someone might actually give you a chance and an opportunity at some point. And it, you really never know where life is going to take you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, open. yeah. And that kind of, that kind of brings me to the, uh, last point um, of this topic and really what will close out tonight, which is autonomous. And Gary, you know how I feel about this subject. And, and you I know think how it's a joke. I feel about it. I, I love think it's it. a joke. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you and I kind of laugh about it all the time. It's a joke. I mean, like, I like that autonomous cars are starting to get to the point where they can detect if you're going to drive off a cliff and they will help you get back on the road. Nice. That kind of that kind of stuff is good. Um, this full autonomous joke in fact, let's watch the joke. Let's not just it's only it's only fifty it's only forty-nine seconds. Let's watch the joke. Ampionic five base robotaxi. Driving by myself. I learned to handle all situations. While taking care of my passengers. Seatbelt? I'll remind you. Dirt on the sensor. I'll take a quick shower. Surprise road closure? I'll find you a better route. Reliable for the person you love. Always driving safely and smoothly. Ionic 5 Base Robotaxi is ready for its first passenger. Hyundai and Motional. Ionic 5 Base Robotaxi. 2023. Nice. That's the damn Waymo car. I'm just telling you, that's the Waymo car. I've seen well, it. Well, first of all, I've seen the Waymo car. Yes, it is the Waymo <laughs> car, but actually it's not exactly the Waymo. Actually, the Waymo car is nicer, to be honest. The LiDAR is bigger on the top. I don't well, know about what upgraded. you guys thought. That that LiDAR looked like a piece of plastic from Home Depot, like for 39 cents. Is that the, it's that concept car, right? That's not exactly how yeah, it's going. Yeah. Well, it's the Ionic 5 is... Come on. Here's, here's what's going on. So they... 
So basically, there you, you guys know that they've put the uh, Wallies into use in in LA, right? They've got the little trash can robots with the stroller wheels rolling around. Yeah. So, okay, well, over in the UK, we've seen those. They're tipped over all the time, um, and they can't get back up. There was a there was one video, and I could not find it of their of like ten of them that were all stuck in ice. All their wheels were frozen. I remember that video, and, they, and like you could hear them going. Ring! but they couldn't move. So like the food wasn't yeah. getting delivered. And the new, just, the new ones, the new ones beep too. If they get stuck by something, they all just start beep, 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 beep. It's funny. Like, did you see the one that fell into the sewer? <laughs> like, like it was yeah. going down the road. It just said right into the sewer. Yeah. Like, and like then Buzzfeed was- had a great, so these, okay. So these little trash cans are out in LA and they're delivering food, obviously in a very small select area. This commercial launched three days ago on Monday. Um, and now, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this either, Gary, but so Motional has tagged the Ionic 5 as theirs. Motional uses the exact same colors and same font as Waymo. Green, blue, in that same 70 styles font. Right. So it's you could put them next to each other. It's like, what did these just go together? Waymo motional because it looks like right. the exact same thing. And I'm sure eventually one company will sue the other company for that. Okay, but so they're saying like, hey, let's here's the deal. Let's let's have these trash cans deliver. Um, let's have these trash cans deliver uh, um, the food. Well, okay. Um, are you sure? Well, let's, you know, let's also bring the autonomous cars in that we're saying are going to actually transport people. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, first of all, I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching that, uh, when I was watching that uh, video and like this, the one guy's like the, he's out of his seatbelt and they're like, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's all smiling. Right. As a rideshare <laughs> driver of many yeah. years, that's not how they act when you ask them to do things, especially yeah. if they've been drinking. So you're going to have people passing out. How's the robot car going to wake the person who passed out up? Because I've had, that's one of my worst things to have to deal with. Put shockers in the seat. I mean, (laughs) it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All this stuff is going to happen. I know, but but see, here's the thing, Hannibal. Within the first hour or two of these shifts, somebody's going to puke in it. Somebody's going to... Pee on the seat. Yeah. Somebody's gonna fall asleep. There's always problems. Somebody's gonna kick a window out. The one thing is, they're not paying anyone. There's no one in there. But they're, but they're paying one million dollars per car. Well, well, if, if it's one million dollars per car, then I don't see how that's even functional as a business. I'm saying if it's, yeah, it's reasonably not. priced and it's less, no one's complaining about the base wage. The robots are gonna complain about the base wage. And we're in a society where no one wants to speak to each other. A lot of people rather go into a car, especially women, because many Uber drivers are men or creeps harassing them. They rather go into a robot car to go where they have to go. Like it's going to happen, guys. You guys have to find a way to get. I mean, at some point, you don't have to worry about being, you know, doing this kind of delivery stuff because eventually they're going to find a robot that can do it without complaining about it. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see Kim and Ellen going over, kicking over robots. <laughs> yeah, cars that drive themselves. Weren't you guys just saying that you wanted that human connection and you know, being? I, it won't be. Most people don't want a human connection. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how they'd get around all the 
literally all the issues that I was just mentioning though, because those are real issues. And without a driver there, they become very real. People aren't going to think twice about puking. They're just going to puke. They're not going to be like, oh my gosh, this is this guy's car. I'm going to wait till we get where we're going. They're going to be like, there's nobody here. (laughs) Just going to let it fly. You know? And I mean, like then what? too. Like if it doesn't get reported or something, then the next person getting in the, I mean, this is just problem after problem being layered, but here's my thing. Cameras in the car. They'll just see who this person did and then either cut them off completely or find them. Like I I would assume. Or somebody else, but but people will start wearing ski masks in there and then breaking the camera. I don't know. I just, everything's going to go around. $180,000. That's what it costs for one Waymo vehicles. $180,000. That's still yeah. too expensive, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's really real anyway. That's a non-functioning LIDAR. Well, I'm saying that's the full vehicle package that includes everything. The outside camera, sensors, everything like that. That's everything right, but the LIDAR outside, doesn't work vehicle, in under right. 30 degrees. Well, I'm just, it I'm shuts just down and you have to wait shares. for roadside assistance. So you're yeah. still going to have to have a human come out and fix it. Well, that's um, all right. Use it in southern states. <laughs> Right, where it kills people. <laughs> you know, I was talking about that the other day. Like, just put teeth on the front of it and just call it population control. Hey, Let that I, I robot testing. showed. I robot showed that it's a, it's just a defect. You know, robots can't be held responsible. I'm just saying. Okay, all of this was rolled out by Uber on Monday in their big video. You know about how they're moving forward, and it wasn't until the very end that they're like. And by the way, delivery drivers, you're going to be replaced by robots. Check it out. And then now it's robots and autonomous cars down in LA. And we know they just play this game once in a while. But all this falls at a time when everybody's pretty down on the way these apps pay anyway. So it's like this was the end of your big rollout, Uber, is like to show people how you're going to eliminate people. Well, Ellen, what what platform? I, I'm sorry. I haven't watched your channel. That's what okay. platform? What platforms do you work uh, Grubhub, DoorDash, uh, Uber Eats, and um, Shipped. Okay, so all all but food har- or grocery delivery. Ever right? What was that? So, I'm sorry. So all food or grocery delivery. So would you be upset if a robot came and took the orders you didn't want to take? That I didn't want to take. Correct. No, let them have it. No. <laughs> See, there you go. Three dollar <laughs> order, robot. Two fifty. <laughs> as long as it's off my, if it's off my phone and somebody else, somebody or get- something, fine. How did they get the food there hot? <laughs> no one's putting it in a hot bag. <laughs> maybe, maybe the robots and maybe the trash cans and oven. Yeah, that that actually, I was gonna say that the actual <laughs> trash can is a warmer, like like the Little Caesars warmers, you know. It's gonna be like an easy bake oven, and here you go. <laughs> this is so it's so funny, and then like two years later from all this, when it's actually is all working, what are we gonna be doing? <laughs> like we're still laughing. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just. We'll see. Well, I like I mean, that we'll they see. put eyes on them. They it just makes it look business, cute. I mean, this model doesn't work. They can't <laughs> get a profit. But they know if they can get people who can't complain, robots, to do it, they can maybe just find a way to get some pro- a profit. So they're putting a lot of effort into this. Yeah, I just, you know, like speaking for my area only, I don't see how robots would even get around. Like we have torn up streets, sidewalks. I mean, like I, it's not robot friendly. <laughs> It's not, it's just not, I mean, it's not a city that's robot friendly. I don't see how you would get these things around without them. Plus they look like junk. I don't know if you guys have seen them and Buzzfeed even had an article out this week that said, you know, one already got lost in the woods in LA. 
I mean, there's not a lot of woods in LA and this one's like, and, and, and the funniest part about the article was the ending that said, um, was he actually lost or was he just trying to find himself? <laughs> <laughs> Which I what, thought was, was he hilarious. Well, no, they had to go. Tra- they had to go track him down in the woods. He wasn't sure where he was going. He was just off. He was four wheeling. <laughs> he was. He was out having some fun. <laughs> but I mean, it, we've seen that with the cars too. The cars will like take off, and then they get stuck in a scenario, and then they try and unjam themselves. And then we had that one. It was a few months back. I know Gary. I was talking to you about it. The robot car was running the lights. You know, it's like it's like evading the police to try and get back yeah. into its like. <laughs> but have you seen how some of these other drivers drive too? What's the difference? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Go to go to New York and tell me they don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, I just feel like this is all like this perfect storm right now that's coming down though. That's like. You know, if and if it helps get some people out of the gig economy, great, because I think it needs to be thinned out a bit anyway. Um, but I'm just, you know, it's 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 been said tonight already. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's kind of, I guess, what the take on tonight is: is really don't. I mean, really, really don't. And if you have been and you've been hearing it from Kim or others, don't. I, I'm like, I'm more reinforcing that now than ever. Like that, don't be on all the apps you can be thinking outside the box. I mean, like for me, I've been very lucky with Curry lately. However, I'm taking that with a, with, you know, trying to keep that in, in perspective too, because that could be pulled away at any minute. You never know, you know, and I just, but I've been getting very lucky with it. And so I don't want to get all cocky with it or anything, but, um, you know, it's been very good to me. And I, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't think autonomous vehicles taking people around is any time in the near future. I think some autonomous upgrades will come like the self-park, you know, self-park feature, push a button, let it self-park. All that kind of stuff will be more perfected, more perfected, more perfected. And we'll see autonomous features, but not fully driving cars that can, without a person, come to the house, wait for you, get you, take you where you're going. You know, like I've always said, like, you know, it needs to start with buses. <laughs> Like, give it a bus route that only makes four right turns and perfect your autonomous there first, you know. Um, hey, we never thought that Uber and Lyft were going to be a thing of the future either. We never thought Instacart was ever going to be a thing of the future. What was it? Was it Uber was on, was it, was they on Shark Tank? Where one of them was on Shark Tank. And remember, no, none of them wanted to even get into it because they're like, Who's going to want to go into other people's cars? And here we are, how many years later? And they're one of the top companies that's out there for. You know, I'll tell you it. this. I hadn't heard a lot about Uber when they came to my market. I was instantly on board. I jumped on, right? I was one of the people right away into it. I was, as a, as a person working in the bar industry, I used it twice before I signed up to drive for it. So, well, see, with the Shark Tank, though, they were correct. See, Shark Tank was 100% correct. None of these companies are worth investing in. And that's what Shark Tank was saying because they all lose money. So if you're looking to make money, these are not the companies to go with. Yeah. Um, I just think the the people element isn't just about the, the, the apps themselves. It's kind of the way I see the world right now. And like I was saying, like everything's shut down. I mean, there aren't, there's, 
I mean, I live in Denver and things are closed. <laughs> like things are closed during normal business hours. And it's just very strange to me. I've never, I've never seen this in my life before. I've never seen in my lifetime these Walgreens closed on a Saturday. And if it is, it's because it flooded or something. It's not because, or an electrical issue. It's not because of, oh, we just didn't have anybody show. You know, this is just crazy to me. Like usually Walgreens has 10 employees on there at a time and they don't have any enough to keep the place open. You don't have a manager who's responsible to come down on a Saturday and keep the doors open. Well, it's funny you say that, Steve, because I'm like, I'm putting on like my retail hat. I'm like, I can't imagine a district manager or even a regional manager like having to make that call to close a store like and not holding someone accountable to not having the staffing levels in that store like oh yeah but then how do you how do you hold them accountable right but also how do you hold them accountable i mean what do you do fire them then but there's nobody it's not like you have a line of applicants that's the problem But that's you've, like, you've got I'm this so bad. Sure if you have a bad manager right now, you've just got a bad manager because you don't have a line of people wanting it. No, it's literally probably at this point, like an HR nightmare out in the world because hard managers and hard workers and hard employees are hard to find at this point. You're going to kind of have to work with what you got and, you know, make those really tough decisions. Do you keep them? Do you let them go? If I let them go, then I'm going to be short. Then do I get another person? How do I get another person? It's like, I feel like a very vicious cycle on a lot of these companies and what they're going through. Well, guys, um, I, I'm, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, I know that I told Ellen I would get her out of here exactly at eight, but I do want to, I do want to throw one last thing up. It's 50 seconds long. And I was watching uh, dashing grandpa last night, Brandon, and he's been doing a great live lately, but he, I just took a clip of his video because there was a part last night that I think that everybody in the gig economy this week, last week, whatever needs to see. Um, So let's just take a quick peek at this and we'll jump back, say, say some goodbyes and, uh, We'll see you back here next week. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate that help. (laughs) That's what you know. We're all here to help each other. Should be not to try to knock each other or bash each other or be nice. It's simple and easy. And if you can't be nice, you know, it's most of you've heard the old saying: if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. That still stands true. If you can't be nice. Just don't say nothing. But always be willing to listen to what people are saying. Don't be afraid to change. <laughs> there you go. Because you might learn something by making a change, by listening to somebody else, even though it's a different way of doing something that you're doing. Be open-minded and listen. I'm like, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate Why that resonated that with me, but it did. That's what, that, you know, we're all here to help each other. On on uh, YouTube in the past couple of weeks, I thought it was uh, it really kind of just brought me a good feeling, and I wanted to share that with everybody. I don't know if it did anything for anybody else, but I, you know, I, I like his channel. I, right. I, you know, like that's one thing I like about you know we, we always have a new guest every week, so I get to see all these new channels that don't show up on my YouTube feed. 
you know, that so now like I just subscribed to Ellen. I'm gonna go watch some of her content. Mm-hmm. So if, anybody else here, if you haven't already, go go subscribe to her content. She's a content creator. I'm sure it's great. And her link is yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. So and so I mean thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, go and go check out her content too. She Ellen's got I when I interviewed Ellen a a, a ways back, like she does some good cuts with her videos too. She's uh and she works in Henderson outside of Vegas, so it's not quite the complete Vegas atmosphere, no. but it's just she, she's always got the nice sunsets and the nice I don't know. It's it's a uh, she's got some she's got some good videos out there. So go check out her stuff for sure. I and, appreciate uh, that. Yeah. And uh yeah guys, um that's all I got for this week. Anybody else have anything or at least on this topic. So let's uh let's stop the robots. Let's not let the robot hostile takeover happen. I know Hannibal thinks it's happening sooner than I do. And uh, I guess we'll yeah, I mean, I feel bad for you guys, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't. It does. Hopefully it doesn't. That's Maybe all. we well, can coexist with it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine it working in like Hannibal's world over in, you know, yeah. Brooklyn and even Manhattan and the Bronx. Like I can't even imagine how that would actually possibly work just based off of the population and buildings and be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I seen a drone delivery the other day. Very cool. (laughs) You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's just, let's stop the robots. And if you guys haven't seen the movie Wally. If you don't have kids and you haven't seen Wally, I love, like, that, I movie. Have, I, I love, I love that movie. Too. movie. But if you have not seen Wally, go watch Wally because Wally kind of is the future that I imagine if we let the robots have their way. It's just like this big float. Oh, it's too late for it's that. The, then, it's the people that I'm worried about, though, Hannibal. <laughs> you remember the people in Wally? Yeah. But we, and they're, they just can't even get out of their chairs. Are we there? <laughs> <We're just> like, <laughs> their chairs just move for them and take, take them to the buffet. Check it out. Yes, that's you remember a, that's... when they had to walk for like the very first time in like years? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us here this week. And we will see you back here next week on the round table. Have a great week. Good night. Thanks for having me.